Yo, 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 it's Measy here from Textually Active. I need you guys to pay attention. I got a special announcement. The one-year anniversary of Textually Active is coming up soon, so we've decided to team up with Millennial Night to bring you R&B143. You know how when we was younger, we used to text and used to hit the 143, that means I love you? Now we're having a party to show it. During the party, we're going to have a little experience, so you can come kick it with me, Nick Rez. Even Producer E going to be there. So I need you to pay attention. Save this date, April 6th. So if you're not from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, you can come hang with us, get your plans in order. You can come travel, come kick it with us, and celebrate the one year. Uh, tickets going to sell this Friday, March 1st at 12. So you know they sell out quick. So you know you get that early bird special, get your little, little ticket price. I need y'all to dress fashionably. It's going to be popping. Get your grown and sexy on, sing your songs out loud, get drunk, text a nigga you don't even love. But we need you to know, April 6th is the date. Tickets going to sell March 1st at noon. So let's start the show. Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active, your weekly dose of conversations about navigating a digital age while managing friendships, relationships, and situationships. I'm your host, Rez, and I know you guys are wondering why I sound so seductive. It's because I'm getting y'all in the mood for our R&B 143 party. I got my boy Nick with me. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I got Meezy with me. Hey, whole lot of gang shit going on. I'm going to be seductive too. What's up? And we have a very special guest. Um, he go by the name Fiance nowadays. I got E with me. Hi. <laughs> I feel like very, it was, I feel like very special was, yeah. I was a stretch. Uh, very a stretch. special. He's very special. He here every week, okay. to be honest. Okay. But today he's on mic in the conversation right. up front. For you guys. We're going to get into him a little bit later. Right. We're going to get into it. So welcome back to another episode, guys. Pause, but you know. Okay. Hey. Pause. We'll get into him. (laughs) Are we amazing? Okay. All right. Cool. While you're here, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share us on your socials, and use a hashtag textual Tuesday. How was your weekend, guys? What y'all getting into? The bed. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Yeah. Whole lot of work shit. Right. To be honest, I would sleep by 10 every night, I think. Yeah. Friday night, I would sleep by maybe 11. Saturday night, I was definitely sleep by 11. And um, tonight, I'm probably going to go to bed by 11. It feels good. It feels good when you get in the bed. That right. Night. A good a yeah. good night. When you get like a solid eight hours of sleep. <sighs> I've just been at home Dang watching Amazon Prime. You know, they got like this hidden black section of like black black created movies. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst, best trash you've ever seen. Say, Boy, is, it, is it good or is it the, just good the, because it's, we're. It's the good it. trash. Okay. It's the good kind. Right, it's cool. the one they show so on like, BT like during the daytime. No, so, no, no. The kind they make. Like, like we could have made them. Like Baby Boy. We could have made wow. Baby Boy. I mean, we probably could have <laughs> wow. made Baby Boy. Okay. We could have made, <laughs> made Baby Boy. Okay. 
Fuck you, Jody. I'm good. We good to do it. Nigga, I mean, what what budget you you gonna have coming out the womb? Like, I don't know how you how you do that for real, for real. I mean, we I got, got a bathtub. Nigga, I got nigga. Got they got pink blankets at Walmart. Right. Like, you get naked. And yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah, you can make that. It's a blue filter. Some pink oh, confetti. We can make that. Do that. Shit. It, like, it did look like pink blankets. And we got a bathtub. It in did. There. Oh God, we'll make that shit happen. We can make that happen. Bright lighting. I guarantee you, we can make that. We can reenact that. So and all you need is a Honda with uh with tens on it. Right. We can get that on the south side. So I got two <laughs> questions for the for the Amazon that you're watching. Is it criminals or I mean, drug usage or uh, dealing? Well, you know, I've been watching fiction, so you know, I watch one where Hoops from Favor of Love was a drug boss. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's right up my alley. <laughs> you know how they get down. I could do it with the fiction or the nonfiction. Hoops from Flavor of Love was a, was a drug, drug boss. boss. That don't even look believable. She doesn't have <laughs> drug boss tattoos. No, no. A female drug boss. It was hard, though. Mm, it happens. Hard. It happens. Hard. I get it. Baby, oh, it does. How, how was your weekend? Uh, We worked hard. I worked, worked, like, just did a whole lot of work. You fell asleep at 10. I fell asleep at 2 mm-hmm. a.m. Um, Just working hard. Just trying to keep it moving. Okay. Got a lot of stuff coming. Another day, another hustle? Same hustle. Same hustle. So- Question, just random tangent. What's your stance on like forcing yourself on your wife? <laughs> Is that a thing? Whoa, forcing how? Next question. Like if she's asleep, and like, what do you say? Like when you are like, what do you do? Thank you for that question. Okay. Next. I'm just <laughs> I mean, because you know it's like frowned upon now. Thank you for that question. Okay. Next. I was just asking. Are you supposed to lay beside her and keep nudging her with your, with your waist? And then she well, because you know bad. when they want it. They yeah. they have that thing they do where they poke your booty at you. Right. You know, when you, you just get in the bed, they poke the booty at you. It, let it hit her while it's hard. That's just it. Hit yeah. her with just, it. Just, yeah, just give her a little tap. Just let her know you're there. That's me. I'll be telling you. You don't have to fap it. You don't got to fap it. You just got to let them know you're there. No, that's it. Just let them know. Sorry. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's not my my sleep sex language. My sleep sex language would be leave me the hell alone For while real? I'm sleeping. But yeah. you don't have like a you don't have like a go to move that you do. Like when let's say E comes into bed at two o'clock, you already in the bed at ten and you were sleeping. What like what's your like go to move that you like? All right, man. Like you, you know this, you know it's about time. Like we gotta squeeze one in before we go to sleep. She Snatch takes all the blankets, all the covers. What? <laughs> look, look, you see it. We're on the same page. Oh, she takes all the blankets. Oh God. AKA, leave me alone. Oh. <laughs> For real? Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Okay. Ain't no. I'm asleep. If you want to make it, we have to, you need to be in bed at 10 with me. Wow. Before I hit the sleep. If I'm in the sleep, don't. Nah. You sound very selfish. No, don't. I feel like no. you need to reevaluate. Dude. Don't wake me up out the sleep. Nah, that's okay. selfish. That's selfish. Okay. You want me to get no sleep like you? That's me. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no, no. No, actually, good point. No, good point. Yeah, you're right. Good rebuttal. Right. Like That's it. mean. I like it. All right, guys. So we're here for the textual discussion this week. As you know, every week we like to talk about topics, about how we navigate our life. So this week I want to discuss the journey that we've been on to adulthood. We briefly discussed our struggles last week, but it was mostly complaining and we really didn't get into it. So today I want to talk about our individual journeys to how we got to this level of adulting because there are stages. You don't just jump from 18 to grown as fuck. Like you have to work there. So um, the definition I have for adulting is adulting is the practice of behaving in a way 
are a characteristic of a responsible adult, especially acknowledgement of tasks that are boring but necessary. So do y'all think this covers adulting? Mm. Doing stuff that you really don't want to do, but you have to do it. Yeah. Because uh, adulting was not like a word until a few years ago. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we pretty much like made our own. I think millennials made up the term right. adulting. But it need, yeah, that needed to be there because adulting is fucking whack as fuck. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much covers the basis, which is adulting is whack as shit. Yeah. And you, but you have to do but it. But it's necessary. I think that's the bottom line. Right. Which is you also whack as fuck. Yeah. You can't get rid of it, man. Just. It's always gonna be there. A little herpiana. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's it. That's it. That's it. Here for the rest of your life, Iana. That's it. Big facts. You know. That's it. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> At a certain age, you have to start behaving like an adult. You can't. That's how I broke my ring. You can't just. You can't just. Wake up and be like, you know, I'm gonna still be doing the same things I was doing as a teenager. You wake up and you're like, I really have to do this. So I've learned that there are mental stages to adulting. And um, here are some of the stages that. Adulting. <laughs> you see what she did there? Yeah. So there are things that go with adult. Ah, you see what happened? Okay. Right. So there are mental stages. And I want to know if you guys have been here or if you guys are here now. So the stage one of adulting is denial. Yes. And this is when you wake up and you're like, nah, man, this ain't really happening. I'm going to still call my mom up and, and things going to be okay. They still got me. You yes. know, your parents still got you. Yes. Phase two is anger. And that's like, I like to call that the oh shit phase. Like, oh shit. Absolutely. If I don't go to work, I can't pay my bills. Absolutely. Stage three is bargaining. Now, this is the stage where you're like, I can get myself a little job at the dollar store, make $8 an hour, pay for certain things that I want, and things will be okay. Or I can call out of work and find another side hustle like, I don't know, if you want to sell something illegal or if you want to start selling your products or your clothes or whatever. It's just a stage to try to get avoid adulting. Then stage four. Dick. Yeah. Okay, I mean, okay. it's like yep. when you get to the bottom and Positive. you're like, I really don't want to do this, but I could I could sell. Positively. I can make oh, something yeah. work. Yep. Selling dick. <laughs> Stage almost, four. Huh? Stage Depends four is depression. Yes. So this is when you're kind of realizing that I'm an adult. It's, it's nothing I can do about it. I could either lay down, get up, but I'm going to be honest. I just want to lay here because this is too much. Okay. And I feel like a lot of us get stuck in this this phase of adulting mm-hmm. and, you know, we just got to make it through to the final stage, which is acceptance. And this is when you realize I don't have a choice. I'm either going to stay in depression or I'm going to move forward. It's up to us. Positively. So what out of the five phases, where do you guys think you're at? What if you're like an even kid? Like, what if you're like playing Twister with like all five stages? Okay. What's What's today? Yeah, literally. Like, what day is it? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I like to be like, you know, the menu. Shit, I want a combo. I got a combo Thanks. of them shit. Thanks. <laughs> I got a combo. Some I got... days you can get the Asiago Ranch sandwich. <laughs> Other times, you're going to have to settle for that little dirty. That's just it. Like, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Mm. So, I look at it as, like, the Zodiac. I'm, like, in depression on the cusp of acceptance. Thanks. Mm. You have a depression rising, but what is your son? Anger. 
<laughs> Angry. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Sun. I got a sun rising and fuck out of here. That's what I'm you got an anger rising and a depression. depression. Whole, whole time I was sitting here trying to do the dates. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, to do the date. Yeah, like what? Like, oh, from March 12th to. Right, I'm, only on, I'm, I'm only on Leo depression. <laughs> but I'm angry. I'm angry Pisces. Only between uh, January 29th through February the 14th, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> so when the moon, when it's a full moon, you're hitting that anger. But when it's a half moon, you're when pretty it's much. A full moon, shit. I'm a, Man. I'm a little sprinkle of all of them. Okay. The hell with this and that, this uh, this fucking horoscope analogy. When it ain't payday, I'm angry. <laughs> when it's after payday and them bills done already came out, I'm depressed. <laughs> fucking when uh, when you realize that damn car note due tomorrow and you just got a little bit of the money, I might be a little, <laughs> I might be a little damn uh, worried. I'm like, what's going on? Right. My 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 depression is in retrograde. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are funny. Nah, but for real, Nick, where are you at on your um, mental stage of adulting? Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, I had to go through one of them. I'm. This is gonna sound really cheesy, but I'm probably like bargaining right okay. now. But it's like when I hear bargaining, I'm like, I feel like I'm bargaining with everything mm-hmm. because like it's this constant game of having to decide whether to react to something or no it's this constant game of having to decide how to react to things okay so i'm constantly bargaining with who i am with who i want to be okay let me okay i think that's a good way to put it it's not just bargaining you're just bargaining on the stage that you want to get to yes yes and just with who just with who it is that i Yes, yes. Who it is that I want to be and who it is that I see myself as. Yeah. Um, like, you know, and those are two realities that, um, you know, one is a reality and the other one is ultimately like perception. That's real. That's true. That's fair. Where you at, E? Uh, so what I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what's bargaining one more time. Bargaining is trying to make trade offs to where you're at to get to where you want to be. So it's kind of like taking chances to get to the stage of adulting that you want to be at. Okay. All right. So I'm literally like in the middle of depression and acceptance. Okay. Right? <laughs> like if you, it's like one of those situations, like on one side of the street, you're in, in one city and on the other side, you're in the other city. Like, you know, it's just, and I think it's just about depending on the fulfillment, you know what I mean? Like, or the lack of, of the fulfillment that I have doing certain stuff. Right. So I think I'd be more, it sucks when it's like, hey, I have these responsibilities that I don't really want to do, but then I'm kind of forced doing it by means that I don't want to do it. You know, in terms of a job that you may not like or something of that nature. So that's where I think I'm at. So it sounds like you're juggling the three of them. Yeah. Well, I, I would say more two than than three. Okay. I'll say depression and acceptance more than bargaining. I, just wanted, to, I wanted to understand it a little bit better. Okay. Mizzy, where you at? Uh, I know it was joking, but I think I might be all of them, bro. I might be an adulting sociopath because <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> like it just depends, bro. You wake up, you wake up today and be like, bro, god damn, I got to get up, do all of this, go to work. Then you say, you know what, I'm gonna get up, do this at twelve. 
I'm be all right. I'm gonna do it at twelve and bargain with yourself. Then you might be like, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, I don't feel like doing this. I can't do this. Then you get up and do it, and then you be like, bro, I did it. I'm fine. Like yeah. it never. You never know. And I do that shit all the time. I mean, I feel like we all are kind of like that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's never gonna be the same all the time. You know, there's just stuff that that we kind of deal with that just kind of puts us in a funk. Or you just like, you know what, like I'm on the top of the world, like can nothing face me right now. Right. Dude. So like if you were like basing off of these five things, like denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, like you probably you probably experience those. Like if you're especially if you're like, what are we saying like adulting? Where are we saying that kind of takes place at? Are we saying that's kinda of like from like twenty one ish to what, thirty five maybe? Or thirty ish, you know what I'm saying? Like do you feel like 30 is kind of the cutoff age where you say, all right, you should be done adulting now. You should have figured this out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's, um, I think adulting takes place between, I kind of want to say 18, but I don't because like, what Not did everybody. you know, 18? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say 20 to 35 That's because fair. it just gives a good range of time periods throughout your life. Yeah. But, um, Cause, I, cause you hear a lot of people say like you hear a lot of people say like you figure it out by thirty, but then you hear some people say, well, it kind of it kind of goes into your thirties, and you kind of say, all right, okay, this is when you start to not so much figure it out, but kind of realize what it is that not or it's, and not even what you want to do, but where you're wild, bro. That's just really it's weird because a lot of times that shit is like you know you know I'm the music guy so I like to you know whole first album didn't come out he was 26 bro like if he was gonna give up on being a rapper he probably should have gave up by 26 no no no, no, like big facts so so where are you at and like what stage are you on so I feel like I'm tiptoeing between three of them Uh, a lot of the times I wake up and I'm just angry. At the fact that I have to do this adult shit and do the tasks that nobody wants to do, like wash clothes, meal prep, workout. Like, why, why after I turn 21, do I have to maintain this body? Like, why isn't it maintaining itself? That's Thanks. annoying. Thanks. Like, why do I have to work out? That's very annoying. Yeah. And I'm angry at that. Yeah. Um, and then I bargain with myself. Like, you know, well, shit, we could do this to make a little bit of money. We do that to make a little bit of money. And it's just like, no, the shortcuts don't work. You really have to get serious. And then I get depressed and I'm like, this is too much. I just want to lay down. I just want to lay down for a little bit. Wake up three o'clock and figure it out then. And then it's just like a cycle. So that's where I'm at with adulthood, but I'm managing. I'm I'm functioning with three stages of adulthood mentally. (laughs) But as far as it makes it seem like we're hella like self-deprecating, like, you know what I'm saying? Because the the five groups are like, Oh, where's happiness? Oh, where's this, that? Because it's like, okay, there are a couple more Stages, right? Like you know, what I'm saying that it's definitely stages in between. Yeah, like it's definitely some happiness in between. Yes, the anger and bargaining. Because in order <laughs> so, to get to bargaining, you need to you be was, a little happy. You got happy when you decide so, to bargain. I do this. Man, oh, I, I, fuck oh, this. I do it. Yeah. So I mean, you don't think that maybe happiness is the wrong word. It's more like in these stages, like you have to content? be content with each sure. stage, like within you know within that stage. Yeah. And where you're at. Yeah. 
I feel like my contentness is that the word? Maybe we'll Google that later. Hey, uh, my contentness. We're keeping it content. <laughs> contentness. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, like me being content in my content. Asian? Contentiana. 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 I feel like my contentness could be the cause for all of these signs. RP small. Right. I feel like me feeling that I'm content. I'm content with being depressed. You know, it's fine. I I understand this is where I'm at. Or I can content with like, be content with like, you know, I'm bargaining. But then like every time you bargain, it doesn't help the problem. It just fucking prolongs the the issues. like, it's like I don't know if I should be content. I think my I should get out of the contentness and work for getting out of these stages and just being okay. Because a lot of times it's not really they like it's not a big issue, bro. I I think it's a lot of times we look at where we think we supposed to be or how we supposed to look or how we supposed to feel mentally and think that is the goal. When I'm sure it's it's not. I flip the switch and it's on and we got there is a bunch of shit that you've got to take to get there to be honest i think happiness is the goal the overall goal to get to the ultimate level of adulting right the winner this right. is you winning at adulting when you're finally happy and you just accept it because that's the last stage acceptance and i noticed none of us said there. that we were there we're not accepting the fact that we're an adult yet we're still trying to figure it out so I want to talk about how we got here. Like, what was our journey to this level of adulting that we're at now? So let's take it back to when we were 18. Now, this is the age that we all, they, they led us to believe. When you are 18, you grown, you're officially an adult in America. You can buy a cigarette, you can go to the club, you can do X, Y, and Z. This was the age that I wanted to get to personally. So, what was your experiences with adulting at 18? <laughs> I just remember not grasping the concept of what a college freshman was. <laughs> like, yeah. nigga, this is my first piece of freedom. Right. Nigga, right. This dorm room paid for itself already. Right. I'm finna go in this bitch and do whatever I want to do. If I don't want to leave it today for an 8 o'clock class, I ain't going to leave it. Till the goddamn 12 when they open that cafeteria, so I go eat. Right. I didn't realize, you know, uh, that uh, $100 mama might have sent you ain't gonna last but a, co- but a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna last but a couple weeks. Flex dollars. <laughs> that yeah. swiping at the uh, at the union trying to get that uh, them burgers instead of eating a, that nasty ass cereal in the calf right. ain't gonna last that long, bro. Possible so, trash. Like, my my first. Trash. My first piece for uh, adulting was, like, at 18 was when I was being dropped off at Dell State. And I didn't, basically, you know, you, you check in. All the freshmen are there. You check in so they can give you your keys for your dorm. And there was a line. I was like, you know, A through E, you go here, whatever, whatever. I get to the front of the line after waiting a half hour. And then they tell me when I get there that I need to go to the other line. And that other line was when... My financial aid didn't come through yet. And my dumbass did not fill out my FAFSA. Uh, if you, everybody Damn. probably remembers. Ooh, you fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is I think at that point, at that point, no one really, I mean, at my high school, no one really explained what the FAFSA was. Yes. And uh, it got real for me very, very quickly because mm-hmm. I was living in New York with my mom at the time. 
So it was what, like four hour drive from New York to Delaware. And, you know, we were up four o'clock in the morning and it was either beg her to figure out how to stay, you know, by making sure that I get into school or we had to take the drive back up. And I spoke to her and I begged and pleaded and she signed for a loan for me. And she, what she did, she wrote the number that she took out the loan for because she had to take out for the full year. It was a, $21,852.73. Holy shit. fucking oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, she was like, don't forget it. She said, don't make me regret it. Holy fucking shit. Mm. And I was on it until I woke up, and I woke up late for that first 8 o'clock class. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that shit should be a shame. I feel like people don't realize, like, you don't like to wake up at 8 o'clock. So what the fuck you expect? A eighteen year old motherfucker, fresh in in college, to get up at eight o'clock in the morning. Like I like we have a whole day, bro. Between fucking ten and fucking five, we could make that pop. We make that happen. I I think I read something. At that age, you're not even supposed to wake up that early. <laughs> they had us going to high school at like six forty five in the morning. I think I had to be there at six forty five, or I had to wake up. Either one I had to be there early as shit. But at that, during that age period, you're supposed to wake up at like eight. I think you're supposed to get a full 10 hours of sleep. So that was just unnatural. But before I went to college, I was signing up for classes at seven o'clock, eight o'clock. And I think somebody pulled me, I think it was my guidance counselor. They're like, no, you don't want to do that. College is different. I was like, but I'm waking up right now. No, no. And I'm a night owl. I'm an early bird. I'm up to, you know, about two. On a regular, bro. I'm not gonna get up. And then, you know, I never had a guide, like, bro. Like a guidance. I got this college and all that shit. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I was just going to school <laughs> because they said go to school, bro. <laughs> like, they just said go to school. I didn't know what I wanted to be as an adult. What the fuck? I thought adult was fucking on Saturdays. We finna go to the club, have a little party and shit. Nobody explains to you that being an adult is not what it looks like. No, it's not. I'm going to drop you off at your grandma's house and we going party. It's not. It's not. I'm going to drink and smoke cigarettes. That's it's, not it's everything. Not, it's not, bro. It's not the, the money that bought these J's came from somewhere. It's not that. It's just I saw the J's. I wanted the J's. Christmas came, the Jays came. <laughs> Nobody told you where. Like to this day, I don't know where my mom used to hide our my fucking Christmas presents in this two bedroom shack with one closet. Mm. I have no idea where she had hidden. Probably in the car. Probably, but yeah, we was always in the trunk, so I don't know where it was at. That's it's dangerous. weird. That's true. <laughs> so eighteen hit me like my birthday is in August, so I turned eighteen. I went to college, had a good time. 18 hit me like, I'm grown. I'm in college. I got my own room. I'm eating what I want. I'm getting people to buy me alcohol. I'm doing my thing. 18 hit me when I went home for the summer and tried to be that adult. And it was like, um, no. Actually, your curfew is still this. You can't drive the car wherever you want to drive it. You need to still follow these rules. You ain't grown yet. And it was kind of like, but... I waited all this time to get to this age to be able to tell y'all that I'm grown and I don't live in y'all house and now I'm here and y'all still telling me what to do. So I will say it did help 
though. Yeah. I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna make this sound like it was a bad thing. Yeah. Like we still complain. It did help because nigga, I wash fucking colors in the cold and heartbeat. <laughs> Fam, I can bust it down, bro. I can I know how to wash clothes just because of that shit. Right. I can tell you, uh I can tell you the ratio to milk the cereal that goes in a bowl. Mm. <laughs> I can bust that I can bust that down. I got some tips. I came with some tips. But at eighteen did you know how to do that? No, no, my mom was washing my clothes. Okay. So that shit taught me that. So I was living with my dad and his um girlfriend before I went to um went to school, and I felt like I had my little my little taste of adult light when I was like around sixteen because I had to get a job, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like if I would have lost that job, that was my ass with my dad. So I mean, I kind of just understood it. And then with that that loan that was kind of hanging over my head, um, you I, I just I just realized it was like I have to do it all, like. So my freshman year, I actually ended up with a 4.0 my freshman year. Okay. You was but, working. But I went to every class. I went to every class and I went to every party. Like I had a ball, but I was exhausted by the time I got done. Fuck them taxes. Nick, what did 18 look like for you? Well, um, 18, I was like everybody else. I was pretending I wanted to go off to college. Um for three out of the four. Yeah, that's a that's a big. <laughs> the word valid. pretend was big. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, like because that's what you were supposed to do, right? Like, oh, okay, you get done with school, go to college. Okay, I'll go to college. It sounds fun. Let's do it. Right. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, bro, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, not that, not to shit on college and say college isn't like a great idea it's not a great experience it's not something you should do but um and i don't even believe in the whole and that bullshit phrase like college isn't for everybody no college is for everybody it's just do you want to do it or not like you know what i'm saying it's not like it's not like it's some fucking it's not like it's not going to the army bro okay it's it's literally just going to class like you know but um i mean dude i was just in that phase where you it it hella is like oh man finally grown now you know what i mean like you you finally have this little piece of independence but what the fuck are you even gonna do with it like you know what i'm saying like what are you like i don't even know what the fuck to do like you know it's just like so i mean yeah it's just like and then after only staying there for like one year it was just like Okay, well, I can't go back home because that makes me a failure. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You go, you work, you go get your own place. Why? Because yeah. I have to have my own place. I have to be independent. I can't just go back home because that's me essentially saying I give up. Yes, right. Unless you losing, right? Right. So it's like, okay, go get your own place and pay all this money for mm. rent to some white man that you don't know. <laughs> like... Let's do that instead of moving back home and setting our pride aside and saving that brand money and having some money to move out on. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, eighteen the was typical just like, eighteen. Yeah, shit, you know, it sounds like our eighteen was pretty similar. Everybody going out for the first time and then realizing, oh, well, it's your real, it's your first real experience of the world. It is because up until then, you didn't really have an experience of it because. You always had a crutch to fall back on for most of us. Now, granted, people circumstances change for every situation, but it's like, you know, for most of us, it's like, bro, we didn't really have a 
we didn't really have a firm grasp on what the world was like you had until a, you, you actually left your parents. You house. had a real, you had a nine to five, but that nine to five didn't mean shit. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> like that was your money. <laughs> like, like you know, I mean, like, like you might have, you might have had like, to help out. With even bills if you or didn't even have that, bro, just going to school, like you didn't give a fuck. You just went because they was like, you need to go. Right. That's it. But that was your nine to five, and you didn't realize that was like a precursor for what the rest right. of your life would be. But it was also like false advertisement too because when you went to school, you got to eat. Like you like you went to lunch, <laughs> you got to eat. Like even if you had free lunch or whatever. <laughs> Nigga, ain't no free lunch at work. <laughs> Nigga, if you don't eat, you just don't eat, motherfucker. Like, Gym was your exercise. You didn't have to pay no membership. Right. It's like, nigga, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you had, you had all this shit already set aside for you. Nigga, you had a guidance counselor, motherfucker. You got to pay for a whole fucking counselor. You got to pay for a whole therapist. You got to pay for a whole therapist. Expensive as fuck. You, you ride the bus, bro. You had a ride. Right. You don't nigga, get no, no. ride. Nigga, you what? don't get no ride. Nigga, you knew exactly when you had to be out there, motherfucker. Now, uh, the like, it's like, bro, you better have that, that schedule or it's going to be a for you. It's gone. The funny thing when you was like, there's no free lunch at work. You can label your lunch at work and somebody and will, still, will still take your shit. Somebody will be in jail, nigga. Like, damn. All right. So let's jump into. Damn, then I thought about that. Fucking school clothes at the beginning of the year is pretty much the only time you went shopping. Like, it's the only time you go shopping. It was. So the thing is what you did, right? What you did was. You got everybody got their new clothes, right? <laughs> everybody else wore their clothes in the first two weeks. No. The thing is you start your new clothes at the end of the second week. <laughs> so that when it's the third and the fourth week, free you game. Still fresh. Right. Free game. Free game. Free game. Right. Text alert. My mom used to hate that shit because she would buy that kids, shit. No, nah, it ain't the same. See, I don't done, remember. It done changed already for us. Right. See, we were in high school, what, ten years ago? Yeah. Nigga, shit. it done changed already. It's been changed, These motherfuckers bro. got outfits of the day. These motherfuckers got Instagram, Snapchat. They done seen all your outfits already. They can pull up they can pull up evidence of when you wore this last this last episode. Kicks of the day. Yeah, fact. Yes. You that can pull up evidence of when you wore this last nigga, outfit. Nigga got five pair of one pair of jeans and he done one four five times in two weeks. You could get away with that <laughs> in school. Now, oh no, nah, they, they you on boy, you on blast in front of the whole fucking class. Just cause it ain't in front of the whole world. The thing about that is that people act like the washer and dryer don't work. I was getting my clothes washed twice a week. Oh God. I could repeat an outfit on Wednesday. Nah, today the worst thing is to hear is like Oh, those are your favorite jeans, huh? They are. <laughs> Actually, they are. They're the only Absolutely. one that fit. Absolutely. At this point. <laughs> you know what it Mind your business. <laughs> you know exactly what a distress. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> all right. So after 18 came 21. Now, there was a brief period in between 18 and 21 where you were doing your thing. But at 21, I feel like that's where my life made a change. Because at 21, I was drinking start like you could drink anywhere right like, that's the first time when you're able to buy your first drink so leading up to that i had already been drinking in college so and i was drinking before college so i'm gonna be honest um hi 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 parents so they had a bar and they just left it out and oh you know things well i see y'all drinking i know it looks fun Thanks. so i was drinking before then you always get happy so, when y'all drink on a New Year's, my parents decided to leave nice. us at the house, me, Sissy, and our good friend, Pal. And um, we just decided to experience. Pal? Was a guy? Pal. Pal is a, a girl. We called each oh. other Pal. Pal. Pal and Pal. Pal and Pal. Pal. P-A-L. <laughs> is she Asian? No, but we just called each other Pals. Okay. We like the term. the same thing when I first heard that. Too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, is that her name? So okay. we just had a good time with they that. Like, they sound like a law group, Pal and Pal. Fact. Pal and Pal. Oh. We had a good time with the alcohol. Spelled like P-U-W or <laughs> some shit like that. 
<laughs> so we had our first New Year's party at the house. Compliments of our family, our okay. parents. Okay. And um, no, they didn't cater. They went to their own party and we had our own party at the they, house. They catered. Yes, they catered. Uh-huh. So they supplied the alcohol. Oh, God. We were just taking shots, and then later we filled it up with water. So How did y'all know? <laughs> wait, damn. Y'all were experienced. How did y'all know to, like, take shots and, like, fill it up with water? And, That's like, what we seen everybody else do. Wow. Y'all were really out here. So we did it, and um, later on it was like, we seen. <laughs> Tell the whole story. Later on it was like, we knew that y'all was filling them up with water. That's how our alcohol. We, I mean, as an adult, you know now that that wouldn't work. But when we were teenagers, it was like, that's just how it's going to work. So Shook it up a little bit. Don't. Yeah. Nah, shit don't. Nigga, so shit don't we, move the same. <laughs> nigga, like, alcohol don't move like water, nigga. Like, no. It don't. It don't. Now imagine us going to drink the tequila and taking a shot. Right. It's water. I know. Right. My parents was pissed. Okay. They put over a lot. I love you guys. Thank you guys for hanging in there with me. Anyway, we got drunk for the first time. So my first time drinking with my parents wasn't the same as anybody else's because they knew that I've been drinking. So when I turned 20, 21, it was like, really? You still, really? 10 years in the game, you still? You was making shots. <laughs> making drinks. Like, really? Bartending. Uh, I turned 21 the week before I graduated college. And my my parents came to graduation and my family. And they took me out to Fridays, which was my... Which was my drinking spot. Yeah, it was right. And basically, they were like, they were like, they were like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. Get what you want. We got you. And I was like, uh, let me get one blue motorcycle, one of everything. Right. And basically, I had like three or four before we left. And they were like, yo, like you just started drinking last week. I'm like, huh. And then walked away. I, I know, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Knew they anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David, put I, that on my table. Oh, that's Harry. Like, Hell, he's in here last I week. Him. I know him. Yeah. Thanks. They actually, they actually kicked me out. They actually banned me for the bar for a week prior to my birthday <laughs> because I was always going in there before I was 21 getting drinks. Mm-hmm. And when they found, they actually ID'd me the Saturday before my birthday. They were like, you can't come back into the bar until you're 21. And he was like, good, I'm already. Now, I, 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 I kind of went to withdraw for like five days. <laughs> How was 21 for you, Measy? I was a fucking family man, bro. Fucking, I was dating a girl with a kid. I was a stepdad. I <laughs> nigga, I, you was all grown. Nigga, I was a fucking stepdad. I was fucking Uh-oh. move. what, about to, thinking about going to the army, thinking about getting married, thinking about all that shit, bro. Were you really? Hell yeah. I thought about all that shit at 20, 21, 22. All that shit was happening. Bro, I thought I was fucking doing some shit. She's fucking moved in with her, you know, shit. Living a regular life, bro. God. All that shit. Was she paying all the bills? No. We was splitting them, you know. You know how I get down, splitting them. You know. I remember it was a couple nights. In the beginning, we we was like stayed there. The power was off. We got to pay the beer. We was in there. We had candles. We had to go to bed. Yeah, it was hard. It was love. It was rough, but it was crazy. I thought I was. I thought I was. I was about to be married. A family man. That was love. Yeah. At twenty one. At twenty one. No, so you don't have no fun drinking stories from twenty one. Oh, I didn't. I didn't start drinking drinking like now until I was like twenty three, twenty four. Me and Earl got together real close because of that situation. When I realized she moved out, so me and me and Earl got real close and we started drinking and we had a heart to heart, father to son one day. And so then it was one of them. That's where the the stories go. But shit, 
It was. I thought I was gonna be a father. Like a, it was a family thing. I was setting myself up to do that. I thought that was important at that time. <laughs> life That's cute. You see your life goes. That's funny. <laughs> um, at twenty one, I'm gonna be honest. I still wasn't an adult. I was not. I was not. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking going to work, working twelve hour yeah. days, fucking trying to come home, making sure everybody got home on time, making sure uh, everybody ate, yeah. make sure everybody was in the bed. He was a dad for. I real, was a dad yeah. for fucking real, bro. Damn. Like to the point where I would go pick the kid up from daycare, and they knew me. <laughs> like wow. they knew the mom, the dad, and the mom's boyfriend, bro. <laughs> like that wow. bad, yeah, that much, bro. I was a Boy, dad, yeah. dad, yeah. Yeah, you really out here. I thought I was. I still had my training wheels on. Right. I was right at home. I was body and shit. Like it was. It, I just. You sound like you're doing well too. I I step up when I need to. It's just now as a a single bachelor guy in a. Long distance relationship, I don't have that much responsibility. I don't have to. I don't have to perform, bro. It's shoot a around. Single bachelor <laughs> guy in a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you just call yourself? I think so. Uh, something like that. Okay. And you know, it's hella oxymoron. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that was hard. But it's still shoot around for me, bro. It's not a game time yet, bro. Sure. I don't, I'm yeah, like, I can do out. what I need to you do. You still warming up? Yeah, I'm still warming up. I can do what I need to do when okay. it's time to play ball, but it's Facts. not time to play ball yet. Facts. So I thought about it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to digest what he said. So I think he's. I think he meant single like that in the sense that he's living. He's here. By yeah, he's by himself. Okay. Yeah. Not the fact that he doesn't <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. Because he he, like, like he has to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. All right. Thank right. you for breaking that down. Because I was I was confused. Yeah. I was in here. Yeah, was you was thinking. Right. I, I was befuddled. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Nick, twenty one. Let's flashback. Oh, I was wilding. Oh, I was wilding, bro. I was wilding because by this time. I was well familiar with the drink. You know what I mean? Like it was like a vet. We were yeah, like it was not. Nah, it was dude. No, nah, nah, we had been drinking. I had a favorite drink, uh, Lit. Um, Everybody' favorite was a long ice tea. Yeah, yeah, but I but this was pre knowing that you're not supposed to order just the house Lit. Like I didn't know, I didn't know this. So I was drinking, I was drinking them, them house lits with that damn aristocrat, and I, you know what I'm saying. I was drinking that. Mm. I'm burning like, stories. And the, <laughs> yes, and the Montezuma tequila. Yes. <laughs> but this was like, see, that's the thing. I was like well into drinking, but I didn't know drinks. I just knew what it was and what would get me. Like I knew, I knew tequila would make me want to do violent stuff. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like, I didn't fuck with brown. I didn't know what, I didn't really, I wasn't really a brown guy. But, like, vodka, like, okay, if we're going to a party, you drink vodka. Why? I don't know. Something about it. (laughs) You know, something about it just makes you want to (laughs) dance. It's easy to mix, too. Yeah, facts. It's easy to Um, mix. So, yeah, and but see, again, but this was early stages, though. We was on that sky. We was on shit. You know what I'm saying? We weren't, we didn't, we weren't, like... Y'all ever heard of UV vodka? Yes. I used to, what? I used to tear UV up. You can make that taste like anything. Bullshit. And Burnett's. Oh my God. So the women around this time were really into, um, we was drinking Bacardi Sky. No, the other one with the flavors. We was drinking Bacardi Passion Fruits. What's the blue bottle? Oh, fuck. They come in birthday cake and fucking fruit punch. Uh, Pinnacle. 
Pinnacles. 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 Oh, yeah. Pinnacles. Pinnacles was a one. Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting oh, hangover right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pinnacles. I will never, ever look at a bottle of whipped Pinnacles <laughs> ever, ever again in my life. <laughs> like, dude, it's just, I mean, this, so yeah, this was a time when that, so it was like, Rain, there's a vodka called Rain. It's in a real pretty bottle. Mm-hmm. Women were into that real heavy. So I was drinking whatever the fuck they wanted to drink. Like, Y'all remember okay. Nouveau? Absolutely. Absolutely. That I shit was fire. Nouveau. That shit was I used fire. To tear Nouveau up. Shut well, up. You were, you were busy being a father. So what was, um, I was what was, 1800 though. So Monique, <laughs> 18, you was a whole grown ass man. To get through them days. Monique's <laughs> drink, Monique's drink, preferred drink on, um, Alizé. Alizé. There we go. Yes. Alizé. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was heavy. <laughs> Alize and hypnotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. What a side of blacks. Blacks. <laughs> blacks. Black and mouse. Don't talk about the black and mouse. <laughs> so, uh, so by twenty one. So it. by twenty one, did you guys have your first? Uh, do you have a, a blackout story by twenty one with, with alcohol? Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, Man, yeah. Me I mean, basically, did it, did it? I mean, because I feel like you know, by twenty one, you feel like you, you know, you the king of the world, queen of the world, like you know. Until you have that one situation where it humbles your ass, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, mine didn't humble me. It was on my birthday. Niggas was trying to be a step up from Four Loco days. We thought it was doing something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck it. So we were drinking that Four Loco before they re- before right. they like called it back. Right. And they didn't even know it was the dangerous. shit that they right. use in antifreeze out of it. Up and then thinking we was a step better than that, so we can right. move on. Like, we used to play Four Loco pong. Yeah. Shit. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! Nigga, we used to drink three of them and go out. Let me be honest. I never had a four logo. Dude, I skipped. Never? Mm-mm. You're kidding. I never had a four logo. Oh shit! That's oh, yeah. why. That's why she's gonna live longer than. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> shit is eating away at our fucking living right now. now by the time I heard about it, I was already on to hard liquor and beer, and Trust I was just me. like, I'm not going. To... Four loco is hard liquor. <laughs> four loco is absolutely no, but hard I had liquor. already got past. I compared it to like the Mike Hard. Because before no, I was 21, no, I was drinking no, my heart. No, 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 no. And you get a hangover no. as soon as you crack the can. Facts. You get a hangover <laughs> from smelling it. I've never had a four loco. As soon as you put your nose to the, to the, uh-uh, no. I think by the time it was like mid-swing, everybody was like, it's dangerous, don't do it. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm sipping what I'm sipping over here. Yeah, was good. Four loco, bro. Oh, 20, I could say 21 was a party age. 21 was definitely a party age for me. Mm. But my wake up call came after doing too much partying, still in my parents' house, not really working, just half doing what I needed to do to get by. And it was kind of like, all right, you're 25 now. Well, actually, I was 23, but um, I definitely grew up at 23 because it was like a call to action. My dad was like, all right, baby girl. It's been about three years. You've been home. Um, you tried to college. College didn't work out. Um, you got this little half-assed job that ain't paying you no money. Are you saving? At this time, I'm spending all my money on alcohol. And um, oh God. he was like, you're going to have to do something. You got six months. So it was kind of him telling me that I need to grow up. So I had to leave the nest he at said, 23. He said you got six months or what? Six months or or else. They were going to kick you out? Yeah. I feel like you should have pushed the limit. I should have. No, I mean, no. A little bit. Because they always try to do that. Because we're so good for doing that, man. We're so black. We're so good for doing that. Like, they give you six months or whatever. (laughs) You were only 23? Yeah, they love you. But if you were Italian, you would have had fucking, what, seven more years? years? Yeah, what? Seven. They give you at least two, you what, 35? Yeah. Spanish Spanish kids, they live with their parents forever. Yeah, I had to go. I wasn't taking it. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing at that age. I was just partying. 
We're so black. I was out in Philly. Black people love to threaten. They love, but it's not more than threaten. They love to kick their kids out before they're ready. Really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, don't, I never understood. I'm gonna give you something to cry about. I'm already crying. Like why? You, yeah. Why are you threatening me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I, That's a really, really deep foxhole for us. <laughs> so we're not. I don't think we should. Nah, I understood. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I got. You understood it. that I'm gonna, cry, I'm gonna give you something to cry about? Uh, yeah. I mean, we got it, but it we just it it just doesn't make sense right. now because we're older. But when you were younger, of course you got it because that meant you either straighten up or you get your ass whooped again. Okay. So, Basically. Um. So, Rez, you said that you basically at 23 you left, right? Nick, did you? You already living by yourself? Yeah, I was, by I was 21, 23? Yeah, yeah, 19. And you living. were living I was, lady yeah, at the time? I was in a full-blown relationship at 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So I never went back home after I graduated. Because mm-hmm. um, you kind of mentioned it earlier, Nick, like I kind of felt like that I would lose if mm-hmm. I went back home. Like that for, meant, for that any, meant loss. Yeah, right. For loss. any reason, like I could not go back home. No, yeah. You so can't. you can't. It's an unwritten rule. Don't right. go back home. So I, I bummed it for that summer yep. after. Well, yeah, because I had because technically, like where where I was living at, it was on on campus apartments. So the apartment lasted through August. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I stayed on campus. You know, kind of enjoying that summer. You mm-hmm. know, after graduation, mm-hmm. and I did not. Like, basically, I thought I did everything right. I was really active in school. You know, decent grades, whatever like that. But I didn't have a job. So I went directly into grad school as a fallback, and this is where adulting really kind of came in because I had to learn how to survive off of the refund checks from Damn. from Damn. from grad school with no job, with no job. Boy, you broke as hell. <laughs> Facts. Boy, you broke as fuck. <laughs> I was I was I was like literally I was good for the the you know because like a semester was like maybe three four months. I was good in month one. Did your broke ass start fucking? Courting Rez at this time? No, no, I mean, I didn't meet I didn't meet Rez until I was like twenty four. You was out here getting some play though. Like, what the how the fuck was that working? I mean, we were all going through the struggle. Like, we were all like, like I I only mess with people that you know mess with girls that was in my my current situation in your league on your level. Mess with brokers. Yeah, you thought about selling it. I was looking. I was actively looking for a sugar mama at that time. Right. Christ. Actively looking. Thought Christ. about shit. But it's so much. You know what? It's so much easier to say like, "Yeah, we're gonna look for a sugar mama, sugar daddy," until you realize the choices you have. Ugh. Sugar is the hey. part. Yeah. Sugar, but, uh, sugar. Do you want sugar from that source? <laughs> it's pretty much because that sugar done been sugaring. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that sugar done sugared. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta look at it like, is you happy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> and I wasn't. Uh, I mean, basically going into school, you know, like in the grad school, like directly after I was, I couldn't find a job for a year and a half after, um, after graduating college. And at that moment I was willing to take almost anything to just have something. And Mm -hmm. that's when the real adulting started for me. And I was around 22, about to be 23. Yeah. I think uh, 23 definitely, it, it growed me up because I realized, oh, apartments aren't just $200 a month or whatever. So I ended up getting a roommate. 
We we worked it through. We was living in the Jacks for a little bit. It was a little ghetto. Which ain't nothing wrong with. I need niggas to realize. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It was in the Jacks, but I came from a good household. So to go to the Jacks, I was like, should I need a little security system or something? It's a little ghetto over here. Oh, it's a, oh! I have to go to the laundromat. Like it was really a wake up call. That was fun for me. Boy. Going to the laundromat was fun. It was an escape. Bro. No, it was an escape. As bro. a father yeah. of one, <laughs> like a, just being away from people. Like you get to go by yourself nah. with your three baskets. Mm-mm. Yeah, it just is. It just it's and it's faster than being at home all day. I just couldn't understand why <laughs> why a certain race would come with their whole family to the laundromat and smelling there. like the laundromat and just sit in there. <laughs> well, the laundromat smells all right, right? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what do you mean smelling like the laundry? Well, don't, don't entertain okay. them. Anyway, don't entertain so them. it would just be packed in there with me washing my clothes and it's like, why is your whole family here? Grandmom too? With the baby. Okay. But it, it growed me up. I was grown it's better after than, 23. I feel like I'd rather have the whole family there rather than the four-legged rat dog because I was in the laundromat when I used to go. So, you know. Rats? Rodents. I mean. Big ass rats. I'm talking about like you could put a harness on them. (laughs) I walk up like a dog. Right. The cat will be fighting it. Facts. All right. I mean, it took me a while, but I I grew up. Measy, you grew up at 21. Yeah, but (laughs) 25 though. (laughs) What happened at 25? 25. We getting your life back, fam. You done got, I done got out this relationship. I'm about to start living now. Shit, I got this. I got this job. There's a little permanent at 25. I, I'm making these car payments. So this whip finna hit the road, baby. We finna. We out here. Give a fuck. We going to Atlanta this weekend. Okay, we in there. Got a new girl, and she she's equal to me. We taking these trips, going to all the concerts you can think of. We was out here rolling, boy. Making sure I was. Uh, I had enough money to hang out. Making sure I had enough money to. Realized that I was depressed. So you got your second win. <laughs> I was making enough money to realize this ain't shit, bro. Like, wait, this wait, not. Wait, no, this ain't. Wait, this ain't what I. This ain't as fun as I think it is. And then that's when you know you start to think about what the fuck you was doing at twenty one. <laughs> fuck you was doing at eighteen, and then you start realizing now I'm playing catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm only playing catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make up for all the time that I lost. Thinking, you just said some shit right now. <laughs> That's a word. Thinking. That's, right That's a word. Thinking that, hey, I was preparing myself to be this family nigga. But no, I should have been living. Mm-hmm. So now I'm living. When I should have been. When I should have been fucking, fucking party. Like, and it's like now you wake up and you like sitting here. And for the last three years I've been sitting here like, bro. Why am I still playing catch up? Why do I? Why didn't I know what I love now is what I loved then, but it just wasn't important to me. So no, it's like, bro, what the fuck are you gonna do now? I went through that phase too, when after I spent twenty one, twenty two, nineteen partying, I woke up and I realized when I was finally trying to do the adult thing. It wasn't enough because now when I I felt like at the time I should be able to pay my bills, I should be able to be driving the car that I want, I should be able to have money to do vacations, trips, go out to concerts, do all this fun stuff. When the money wasn't coming the way it should and I was working 40 hours a week, I was like, wait a minute. I missed a step. Somewhere in between 
partying and finally realizing that I'm grown and I should be doing this, I did something wrong. I got sick at 25, and I ain't never, I ain't never really tell nobody that. What happened? Um, I was working a job. You know, I, I've I've been working third shift for like five years, and I was work. I would work overnights till noon. Uh, to like not like eight, go to class from eight to two, go home, go to bed, get up, go back to work, work overnights till nine that morning, then go home, go to bed. I did it constantly for like the first semester from like January to February, the first two months. I got to work one night and I was trying to eat a sandwich and I couldn't move my face. I couldn't open my mouth all the way. Mm. So I had like caught a small case of Bell's palsy mm-hmm. and I couldn't move my face. Wow. And so I was like, I think this came from my, you know, I webbed them deem myself. And it's like it was stress. And it was don't, me mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, don't web don't and do yourself. <laughs> it was me, you know, working all night, going to school, trying to do homework on off on the days, the time off that I had from work. It was just a lot of stressful shit. And I was like, bro. Something's got to give, bro. Like, I'm trying here, but if I'm going to die for it, it's like, bro, it's not worth it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck school. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep. Like, luckily, my car had broke down. So I was like, let me just work. Let me just work to get this fixed. And yeah. luckily, I gave up school. Broke. Yeah, like, I gave up school. And so now I'm sitting here trying to get myself the pep talk to go back. Yeah. At 23, that was the time where I realized <clears> that I... I missed that step. Yeah. I missed school. Now I can't find a job because every job is school. requiring you to have a bachelor's degree with 12 years experience and a master's. <laughs> and you need to have intern with Diddy in order for you to even get in the building. So that's when I went back to school at 23. Um, and yeah, I've been there ever since my whole 20s. So yeah, that's life. All right. So I want to give the perspective of someone who did complete school. And still went through the struggle. Okay. All right. Because so I think the struggle brings us to ooh. at twenty between twenty basically twenty three to twenty five. I 20, think the struggle brings us to adulthood. Right. Twenty five was kind of like the top of the roller coaster. Mm. You know what I mean? And basically, kind of going into that twenty five, I graduated with my master's at twenty five, and basically, I was to get to that point, I was working full time. Uh, at the job that I that I got, what I mentioned to you after that year and a half of being broke, and basically, like I realized that everyone kept saying, like, "Yo, you're you're doing them, like you're doing so great, like you your momentum is just so well, like you are winning, you're winning." But I didn't feel like I didn't. It didn't feel good. Like it didn't feel like it was enough, right? Because, uh having the wait that that year and a half between graduating from undergrad and getting that first full-time job they undercut me right i didn't get my worth at that time you know what i mean or at least for what they say that you should be getting you know after you get your masters no after you get your bachelors so okay. since, so so the thing is when you i went to that interview they asked me well from when you graduated in 2011 to now what did you do because mm-hmm. there was a lapse in my in my resume so I had, you know, luckily I did, I was in grad school at the time. So I was able to say I was focusing on that one full time. But that's when she, she brought my, you know, my starting price or my starting salary at $11 an hour versus the $15 an hour, mm-hmm. you know, coming straight out of school. And then I felt like that even though I had my, my, my bachelor's degree at the time, I was always behind. I was never getting what my worth was. 
but I kept I kept it because I knew that year and a half of when I was struggling to surviving off of five thousand dollars every four or five months, I didn't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I just wanted to make sure that I was never broke again. And you know, <laughs> NBA, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I wanted to make sure I was never broke again. So you know, I realized like going through that, going towards twenty five when I graduated, like I kind of swerved off course of what I wanted to do because I was like, no, now, you know, I try, I thought me, I thought at 21, 22, I was trying to do my own thing and it wasn't working. So I was like, all right, well, I need to do the corporate career and Just play the game. I need to, yeah, I need to play the game. I need to do the rat race. And I realized until after I turned 25, when I basically, you know, when we met and then I, you know, I found this job down in Winston-Salem, like I had to like, basically jumpstart my my life again to kind of catch back up. And right. I feel like I've been trying to catch back up ever since. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I say that to say that a degree doesn't do it. Like, it, it doesn't make it, it doesn't give you the right away. It doesn't give you the... Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, anymore. and the thing is, I mean, and they say, they say, you know, a master's and, you know, it's, it's like the new bachelors and stuff like that. But. So basically, you're just gonna be pay- playing catch up, no matter which path you take. I feel like unless you fucking fucking hit something a miracle out of nowhere, you're mm-hmm. gonna play catch up forever. Which is my current <laughs> job. <laughs> like which you, a miracle. My no. miracle was my current job because right. I took this job and it doubled my salary. Like back to where I should have been in the beginning. Like, so you it's, have to you hit, still playing catch you up. You gotta hit a miracle of some kind, yeah. just for your life. It don't have to be the whatever. The I don't even know if it's a, miracle, yeah. no miracle. Subjective as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a miracle. I do feel like it's work that you have to put in to get to where you're going to be. Well, no, he's talking about the reward. So right. I think you think the reward, I think whatever the reward is, is your miracle. Is the miracle so, okay? So like you know, I'm not saying the miracle. You're is not saying it's something that falls into your yeah, lot. You didn't hit the lot Okay, which could happen. I don't know. You never know. That could be a miracle. It, it could be a miracle. But a I think, dollar. <laughs> right. I think what I think is it's something happens in your life and you realize maybe I was doing it right the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like you start to put it together and it's like, bro, I'm not playing catch up. This is where I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. And you fucking around and you realize. I think I'm not even gonna lie, it's gonna sound sappy as shit. Y'all grab y'all want to. I feel like textually active was part of my miracle because I kept doing, I knew you didn't do that. I kept doing shit by myself. And once you do shit by yourself, you don't, if you don't like it, you can stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But doing textual active is taking me and putting me places that I probably wouldn't have been by myself. And now I see like, yo, I can do this. Like whatever it is, I can do it because I've been here. This got me here. Mm -hmm. I can do it now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your your miracle is something. Like you can have more than one miracle too. Yeah. Like, you really can. You can have more than one miracle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had a um a miracle. I I don't think I've shared this story before, but in between my time of um partying, I ended up in an interrogation room and um could have been in trouble for some stuff that I didn't even do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of a wake up call for me. Like, this is not the life you want to live. Big facts. This mm-hmm. is where you need to turn it around and do yep. something else because when, when this is not for you. you. When they hit you with the braces, but your whole life change. Whole <laughs> 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 life change. Right. Boy. Did you have a come in to age moment? 
something that changed your life Um, and made you turn into an adult or push you further into adulthood? Um, I just kind of want to piggyback off what Measy said as far as the miracle thing, because, um, I don't want us to like downplay what miracle can be. Mm -hmm. Right. Because a miracle can be like anything. Right, like that can be anything that kind of just switched you out of whatever mode you were in. Um, so yes and no. I don't think I've necessarily had that quote unquote miracle yet that kind of made me say, Oh man, like this is where the tide turns. But then again, I don't want to downplay anything that I've been through to say, Oh man, you know, that wasn't something that ultimately changed me. I just think it's been a a plethora of things that have just kind of come into this culmination of, okay, this is what it is that you should kind of be doing. This is what it is. This is who it is that you should at least strive to be. And now you're just kind of getting this kind of dish of everything put together. And I'm still kind of putting it together. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you were just focusing on the end goal. And just walking throughout your journey, and and things happen to take you off, but you still focus on where you. Yeah, want to yeah, like a sh- like a shitload of shit happened, but mm-hmm. it was like okay. Only thing you really, really were leery about is just like okay, I don't want to do anything that's gonna fuck up my life for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to make. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I want to make some bad decisions. Oh, like yeah. I want to at least enjoy fun. my time. Exactly. I want to be bad. I want to at least have some stories to tell you know, a younger generation, whoever that may be, kids, grandkids, whatever the case may be. But I ain't trying to be out here fucked up. Fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to fucked be, you know up. what I'm saying? I ain't trying to do no shit that'll put me back 20 years. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Five, and I can, I can come I back can get that. Five is yeah. easy. Yeah. You get that. Snap your fingers. Yeah, yeah. you get that. You can't, lo- you can't lose 15. Nah. You can't lose 10. No. You know what I'm saying? You you can make a little decision. All right, five, yeah. All right, Two, we can come three, back yeah. Yeah. We good. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if I've necessarily had that kind of quote unquote miracle. I think uh again, I'm gonna piggyback on what Mizi says. Um this necessarily podcast is again one of those things that is like, all right, man, like you know, it's something that you could concentrate on. Um and not even just this podcast, but just doing podcasting. Right. Is just like, okay, something that you can concentrate on. Outside of your norm right. of concentration, therapy, which is just like what work, mm-hmm. home, school, school, whatever that case may be. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something else to concentrate on. You know, other than getting these bucks to L.A., of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. the double XP. You know, you know, already. You know, double XP in the, in the Jordan the best, on two K. The best that's shooter it. and handler on that's your timeline. It. That's it. Yeah. And oh, fake yeah, life and real I'm, life. Easy on that. I'm that. L.A. number one pick. Top five on your timeline. Like top five ball handler and shooter on your timeline. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. And fuck your timeline. You heard? But no, 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 no. But it's like you know, and it's but you know what? That's funny though. That's funny though because I've. It's just funny how quickly life can go, not change, but life can like hit you. Because I've got like homeboys who like really, really thought that they could make a living playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? And for so long, I'm like, yeah, dude, 
You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to go to a million fucking colleges, you know what I'm saying? If you got to reclass a million times, whatever, bro, just do it. If that's your passion, stick with it. Not knowing, like, bro, there's like 200 million people who are trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, you're going to have to come to a place that's like, okay, got to try something else. You got to repurpose your passion. You do. You got to repurpose your passion, like. Niggas. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> like, That's a great way to put it. Like it's like is that a text I, alert? That is a text it alert. is no, it is a text alert, dog. Like, like, yeah. I, you do. I saw like I had a issue, I had a thing the other day that like blew my mind. Like guy guy that runs a very successful blog is like, you know, I'm taking some missions. So, you know, I send, you know, some of the music I've been working on and shit. Not me, but like the people I help with their music. He's like, Yeah, dude can rap. You can hear it. But the mix is trash. Then that made me realize, you know, I've been listening to it and I thought it was okay. <laughs> so now it's like, bro, now I got to realize, like, sometimes you're not as good as you think you are. That's one thing. <laughs> like, you can, it's okay. Well, we've talked about this before. You think you're good until you see somebody who's really, really good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, of course, you're the best player at your L.A. fitness. But it's like, yeah, until you go to another L.A. fitness in a bigger city. And it's like, oh, yeah, Allen Iverson's there. White Howard's there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you ain't that good, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you get that perspective. So it's cool to repurpose it. You might can rap, but you might be better at helping somebody else make music. Right. Or you might be better at right. fucking showing somebody how to produce a podcast That's and good. being on it. Repurpose your purpose. And that is a text alert. I had to repurpose my passion because I really thought that I was going to be teaching somebody a kid how to do stuff. Right. But I realized that my patience is not up to par with the level of children. Right. Children will take you there. So I realized maybe my purpose isn't to help children. I do know that I want to help people. So I found that in doing this podcast and just helping people out there that may be going through the same struggles as me and helping my friends and Eventually, I'm going to mold that purpose into what it needs to be. But you just got to you gotta try it until it fits. And so I feel like that's what adulting. So I feel like that's what a lot of adulting yeah. is. Or, and, okay. So quote unquote adulting. So which is just getting older, just growing up, right? So like, what is that? Just like taking tidbits that you've learned throughout your life. To make you a better person. Them to, not so much like make you a better person, but to kind of put it together of who it is that you are. So like right. all of that stuff that you did, like when you found it, you said, okay, I thought I was going to be teaching somebody's kids. Well, I found out I like teaching kids, but maybe it may not be directly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I found out I like dealing with kids, but I don't want to teach them motherfuckers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different. You just like, but that's really, really good what you said as far as redirecting your purpose, redirecting your passion and not so much. It's just kind of finding where it is that you Finish. where hit, what hits the hardest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that purpose thing that we're talking about. I think that is important too. That's adult because once you find <laughs> that, that's, that's more adult life. That, that no, that's like the goal and sticker for yeah. adulting. Finding when you your find purpose. your purpose, that fulfillment that you get from finding your purpose is unmatched. Like when you find this is what I'm here for. This is why I'm here. This is why I wake up every morning, brush my teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth some days. Sometimes I just want to wake up and talk. Um, This is why I go to work every day to fulfill my purpose, to be able to do what I am here to do. And I think that's what 
adulting may be about. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Mm-hmm. It's finding your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, no matter what the nonsense, like the, the bullshit from adulting will always be there. But once you find that purpose, you will find that acceptance. Yep. That's what, yeah, I'm, that's yeah, what I'm getting yeah, from yeah, this. Right. Yeah. And I mean, because, dog, like, finding your purpose doesn't ultimately mean that you'll be, like, to, to go back to what you said, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Right. I mean, it just means you're going to find more of a purpose in living life. Means you know gotta find a balance. It's a yeah. bonus. It's a, it's a, ba- it's a bonus I and it's, it's, a a, bonus. it's just a balance. It's bro. a reward. Like, your purpose you is know a reward. for a fact that you gotta go work to make sure yeah. this part of your life is cool. Yeah. But you also know what you want out of life and you gotta work for that. So you've gotta do both. True. You just gotta balance yeah. that yeah. shit. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of fucking jobs in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no way everybody who does that job wants to do that. Oh, no. For sure. <laughs> right. You, you never know what your passion might be, and somebody's doing it thinking that's theirs, and they be like, right. I don't really like this shit. Fuck this like, shit. Right. Give me my spot. <laughs> yeah, let me I'm have my spot. I'm here to do the job. Yeah. But um, I, I think we should take a break. Let's take a break real quick, and then come back with our final thoughts. What's up, y'all? It's Raz, and I'm coming to let y'all know that we have a new podcast dropping in our podcast family. Open Up Shop is out now and it's on all your favorite podcast platforms. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple, and it's on Google Play and much, much more. It's hosted by E and he's talking about his journey to launching Open Shop and he wants to motivate everyone to just get started on whatever you want to do, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a doer, whether you're working in career and you want to get started on your side hustle, this is a podcast for you. So make sure you tune in every Monday. And I promise you won't want to miss these gems that he's dropping because, woo, it's spicy. All right, let's get back to the show. And we're back. What do you guys have for your final thoughts on adulting? Do you have any tips for those younger adults? trying to navigate you can complain you can be lazy you can be upset you can be angry you can be all the five stages we was talking about fam but it's okay it is okay it's gonna happen bro just remember that what the fuck are you doing it's it's working you're you're okay bro it's just some shit it's just gonna happen bro it's life and i hate to be cliche but life is gonna happen Bro, it's fine to be all of that shit, bro. Complain. Have a bad day every once in a while. Fuck what everybody else is talking about. Have a bad day one day. Because once you have the bad days, you look forward to the good ones. Right. And when the good ones come, you enjoy the good ones. That's true. So fuck it. Be, you be all right. Uh, my final thought uh, is basically when it comes to adulting, like you're going to go through like some trials and tribulations, some ups and downs. And you just have to know that you didn't get this far just to get that far, right? That you have to understand that, you know, you might sway through the five different stages of adulting and they, it's going to be trying. Like it's going, like it's going to suck. And the thing is, I feel like as long as you know that it's there, like you can at least manage those expectations. And I think as long as you just keep aware that it's happening, like have your fun, but just know that no matter what, it's going to come for you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be on top of that. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, if I had to like speak to the younger generation, as far as adulting goes, the one thing that I could say 
from being a hard-headed ass young nigga. <laughs> um, it was just learn how to apply those nuggets, right? Mm. So, like, let's just say, right? So, like, everybody loves fucking chicken nuggets, right? Wherever you love them from, you love them. So you get them anywhere, but you get them. You like them the way you like them. You may like them with barbecue sauce. You may like them with honey mustard. So you have to make these nuggets that people give you that you learn. You have to make these stories and these lessons that you get from older people. I'm not saying you have to completely follow their guide, but you take the nuggets and you apply them to your life. You take the nuggets and you apply them to the way that they apply to you, right? So... In the same sense that, so when you hear somebody give you stories of how they, of the, you know, of how they came up or how they did things, it's not to say, oh, you should go and do this my way or you should go and you should watch out for this because it may not happen to you that way. But could it happen to you in a way like that? Absolutely. So you should take those nuggets that people are constantly trying to give you because you hear them all the time. You hear stories and it may not even be people. They're not even trying to give them directly to you. But they're putting them out there so you can, just like we're doing now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we did this for an hour now. And we're just giving you nuggets. We're not telling you, you know, of what you should do or what we think. No, it's just, this is how we did it. Take this, learn from it, do it the way you want to do it. End of story. I agree. I agree. What you got, Riz? So, mine is think of this phase that we're in. I call it early adulthood. As a project, this is something that you're working on. You know, projects don't always come out perfect, but it's always a task. It may be difficult at times, but just think as it think of it as a, a phase of editing. You're going to make mistakes. You're not going to do everything perfect. Things are going to be great at times. Things are going to be rough, but don't focus on getting everything right at this age because you still have. If you think about it, we still got years. We got plenty of years left to get it right. And you're only going to get better with experience. So don't beat yourself up if your 20s weren't what you want them to be. But focus on making it better in the future. Because I spent a lot of my 20s telling myself, you should be here or you should be doing that or you're not where you need to be. Instead of focus on focusing on how to make the place that I'm in right now better. So I just I think you should just think of it as a growing phase. This is a phase where you can make mistakes. It's a phase where you can get better, but don't spend too much time beating yourself up over stuff that you're doing in your twenties. Had one of them days today. Mm-hmm. Didn't we do an ex- Didn't we do it uh, an episode on expectations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We did. Fuck yeah. them expectations. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's my final thought. Um, let's jump into the baby maker of the week. We do have a group message, but we're going to save it for next week because we got to get out of here. We've been here all day. So if you have a group message, you can still send it to sexuallyactivepod at gmail.com and we will respond to it. Or you can send us a DM, whichever one you like, but the baby maker. You are now tuned in. WMEZ, you heard the new theme music we got. It's popping. We out here. You are now tuned in. We hard. This week we got Abby and Dijon. This song's called Often. On WMEZ. Textually active. Forever 
Often by Abby and Dijon has been added to all the Baby Maker playlists on all your respectable uh, streaming, all your DSPs. So go to Apple, Title, Spotify, type in Textually Active. The playlist will come up and you can hear all the Baby Makers there on WMEZ. All right. So let's get into the real reason why E is here real quick. Baby, tell the people why you're here on Textual Active Pod. All right, so the reason why I'm here is because I have a new podcast that has been released. I am the new host of Open Up Shop, the podcast, which is a podcast that's documenting the journey for me launching my business, Open Shop, which is the small business geo marketplace, uh, which is application. It'll be online. It'll be uh, an Android application, an Apple application. And I felt like it was very important to document the journey of what I've gone through, uh, over the last year or so while building it and while developing it and just kind of sharing that with other people who might be working on a project or who might have a business and they might get, you know, they might get sidetracked or they might find something that kind of hangs them up. And the whole point of the podcast is just to focus on just getting started. Um, so we'll be, you know, talking to different entrepreneurs and different professionals and, you know, 20, 30 minutes of their time, something that you can listen to on your way to work or to class. And we'll just, you know, having a conversation where we're going to conquer those different themes that really hold us back. Oh, dropping them gems. Dropping them gems, oh, boy. God. Yeah, so uh, the first episode came out yesterday, if you were listening to this on Tuesday. And that first episode was the top 10 excuses that I've used, and you probably used them too. Shit. For not getting started on your business. For not getting started. And I we go into it a little bit deeper to talk about how you can overcome those top ten excuses. So make sure y'all tune in. Every Monday is dropping open oh, sound media. All, all, open up all, shop. Everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, so it's gonna be on Apple, uh Spotify, oh shit. Um, Google, um, Google Play, uh all the different Android <laughs> all applications. All of them. All, all of them. All of them. All of them. All right. Well, that's We're going to get out of here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. We love y'all. Our meme of the week is probably on our story because, yeah, we've been on the gram all weekend. Nick's meme of the week is on his Twitter. But um, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Sexually Active. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a comment while you're here. Use our hashtag Textual Tuesday and make sure you follow us on our show socials. We will be back next Tuesday. Hey, go get your tickets. R and B one four three. We out here. Come have a great night with us. Wait right. till y'all see this content wanna, for R and B one four three. I want to see all the little <laughs> sex, the little sexy ladies out there bopping, singing their hearts out. It's getting crazy. Fellas, you too. If you want to cry to Donnell Jones, it's fine. Step out. Wow. Come sing with us. <laughs> all right. I'll see y'all next week. On God. On oh God. <laughs> oh, is that the new one? I like it. I like it. <laughs> Troy. <Troy-way. laughs>
<laughs> oh, God. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod.